streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. This is uh, the 18th or 19th of, uh, of September, 2023. And uh, here we are. It's September 20th. We're really close to uh, the end of September. Then begin the month of October where we're going to Cuba on the 16th of, of October to the 23rd. And, of course, then they have November and December, which is mission money sent to Brazil to feed the poor and, and take care of the mission. And, of course, uh, that leads us to uh, January, where we headed to Brazil again on the, 20, uh, on the 26th, returning on the 7th. We're going to be in Cariacica. It's a small town uh, outside of Vitoria, Brazil, in the state of Holy Spirit State. That's cute. Holy Spirit State. And the capital is Vitoria, Victory. And uh, it's outside of it, about 30 minutes, a large church, Pastor, Pastor Orlando. They have 2,500 members, and we're inviting you to come and to be a part of our ministry there. When we come to chapter 22, you begin now to experience the ending of what God wanted to accomplish. And, and so if you take a bird's eye view of chapter 22, it's not written down here, but it is actually a continuation and uh, in, in, in another grace movement from the Lord in, in teaching Ahab his perfect will. There is a dialogue, constant dialogue, all the way from the 17th chapter when Elijah came out of Gilead and, uh, and the Lord put him at a Carith Ravine outside of uh, the Lake of Galilee uh, and fed him with ravens, uh, bread and meat. And he met the widow of Zarephath inside him. All the way from there, all the way to chapter 22, there is a private dialogue between the Lord and this man Ahab. And you can see it even in chapter 22, that as, as Ahab is resting, uh, three years of peace between Syria and Israel. You know that Syria is the archival enemy of Israel, even, uh, even to this date. And so, that Jehoshaphat, I get confused. Jehoshaphat is the king of the south. Yes. He is the one that uh, is in Judah. Yes. Okay. And of course, uh, Ahab. Ahab is the north Samaria. Samaria. So the problem here is, is that these two, these two friends talk to each other. And they begin to argue. Ramon Gilead, which is at the top of the country of Israel today, it's a small village. But he's in a high ascent 
and very, very proper for for uh, the armies to arise and, and protect the territory. It's in a high, high dome uh, mountain. And so, Jehoshaphat says to Ahab, we need to go there and take Ramon Gilead out of the Syrians. We need to do that. And of course, that is the suggestion to a mind of someone who is totally not committed to the Lord and simply do not understand the will of God. And that scares me because I don't want to become someone like that. We need to apply it to ourselves. Am I listening to anyone that speaks unto me without making sure that it's from the Lord? In this case, Ahab simply said, let me call my prophets. And of course, he did. And if you look at, uh, at verses 5, chapter 22, 5 and 6, the question here is, what is 400 prophets it takes to convince King Ahab of the will of God? Can he hear it? And so in this, in this uh, uh, study this morning, you're going to see several times where all 400 speak at the same time. And they're all crying out, Go! Have victory! Don't worry about it! Nothing's going to happen! You're going to win! And of course, in the heart of a man of God, that's a dangerous thing to consider. In other words, we're living in a, in a situation in America today to where the masses desire, want, request whatever they want. But we need someone who will not listen to the masses. We, we need someone who will not listen to the, the thousands, the 400,000s. We, we need someone who will listen to the Lord. And of course, on verse uh, 7, Jehoshaphat brings some sense of unity. It's, a, it's really a refreshing statement from the mouth of uh, Jehoshaphat. Which is, which is the king of the south, he says this, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that which we might inquire of him? In other words, is there any prophet around here who hears God? Well, Ahab already told me he's got 400. So in the mind, in the heart of Jehoshaphat is, is the beginning of hope. And that's what... Uh, we're going to cover today because, because we know that Ahab is a king who listens to his own voice, his own mind. He's not interested in anything that the Lord wants to do. And so, I'm going to try to get as many verses on 22 this morning. We've got 23 minutes. Uh If you go to verse 8, chapter 22, there is a, an argument. And the king of Israel, which is Ahab, said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micah. This is the third time I share this with you. There's one man, Micah. He's the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. I hate him. 
For he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil constantly. Of course, it's a laughing matter. Ahab was an evil king. So he, he, he had his own prophets to defend his evil ways. And of course, Ahab knew how to find the men of God. And in this case, is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. Go find him. Micaiah is the son of Imlah. He is from the Lord. And he will not compromise. But Ahab wasn't happy with him because he is not of the community of 400 who says everything the king desires to do. And of course, uh, on verse 12, you begin to get the picture of how things are going to be seen, developed. Look at verse 12. And the messenger who was going to call Micah spoke unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets declare unto good the king uh, with one mouth. The prophets declare good unto the king, unto Ahab with one mouth. They all Agreed. 400 of them agreed. Let your word, I pray, be like the word of one of them. Now this messenger is just not really helping the situation here. You come to a man of God and tell him, I pray that you will agree with the 400. It's very, very easy to take that, that path. If you want to be the mouth of the south, just agree with everything that's said and be quiet. And there's something engraved in me, just inside of me. When I see something that is not right, it quenches my spirit, the spirit of men. It quenches my spirit because I know that there's nothing, something there is wrong. And it's very difficult to deal with something that is wrong when you like Ahab. If you like, and of course, you know, the messenger here is the one that likes Ahab. Give him what he wants. Oh, come on now. Just help him. You know, he, 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 he really needs to go to war. He needs to go to victory. And Mount Gilead belongs to the Syrians now. And we need to take over. And bring, so so you, you begin to see this, this messenger. Let your, your word, I pray you, be like the word of one of them. That just turns my stomach. Now, when you have that type of effort, that type of response, that type of feeling inside of you, because the prophetic operates when he quenches the Spirit of God, and your spirit says, no, 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 no. But you don't want to bother anybody. You don't want to hurt anybody. And that's where sometimes I get myself in trouble. Because you see, the Word of the Lord has to be fulfilled. The word of the Lord has to be fulfilled. Look at, uh, look at, and speak that which is good. Say something good. Agree with the 400, Micah. Agree. It's okay. Nothing's going to hurt anybody. But there's something inside of this Micah that really speaks, Micaiah, that really bothers me. He, he is a simple man, a single prophet. He's not part of any group of men. He lives out there under his jute ju- 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 tree. 
is uh, just uh, one of a kind. And he simply says this. Look at this. And Micah said, look at this, Micah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says unto me, that will I speak. As the Lord lives, that what the Lord says to me, that I will speak. In other words, I'm not going to play the game with these prophets. It's really, really, really what's happening at this very moment in denominations throughout the United States, the Baptists, the Presbyterians, the Methodists, the, the Assemblies of God are all part of it. They stop warring. They stop questioning. And they begin to give in. And thank God that a, that a few decided that enough is enough. And so, verse 12, all the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramon Gilead and be victorious. And Micah said, I will not do nothing until the Lord speaks to me. Well, that, that's, that's, that's the beginning of, of, of end, end of chapter 22. Now let's move on to... Uh, now, after Micah says, I will do what the Lord told me to do, something interesting happens. He laughs and scorns Ahab on verse, uh, on verse 16, in verse 17, in verse 19. But on verse 19, he speaks about a vision. Notice that the vision comes in when he simply says, I will honor the Lord. So is that something that we should consider as necessary in the life of a believer? Yes. Yes, because you see, uh, this morning as we looked at our computers and began to see our databases, uh, I, I asked Andy about uh, what's going to happen with our databases and how we're going to handle it. And he said, Rick, I've done that for 20 years, and I know how to handle the 20 years, and I will fix that. Now, that's, that's comforting to anyone who is involved into a literally mess in our computers. And what I'm saying to you is nothing more powerful than a convicting word saying, this is important to the Lord. This is of the Lord. I want to do this. And look what he says. And he, Micah, said, Hear you therefore the word of the Lord. Every time Micah is going to say, he says, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says unto me, that I will speak. Hear the word of the Lord. He's constantly tuned in to what God is trying to say to Ahab and Jehoshaphat about Ramon Gilead. Should we invade it or not? Should we fight and have a war or not? And on verse 19, for the first time, as I see, the identity of Micaiah is, is, is confessed, is brought forth. That's got to be the highlight of chapter 22. Because this minor prophet, small prophet, simply says, I saw the Lord sitting on His throne, and I, I shared this with you yesterday, 
and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. All the hosts. Not part of it, not half of it, not 10% of it, but all the hosts. Now what does that mean? It simply means God is showing his glory to Micaiah, saying, Oh boy, I love you. I'll speak through you. I will tell the people what they need to hear in your name, Micaiah said. I, 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 when I saw your glory, I know that I'm serving a powerful God. And whatever I hear, God, that I will speak. And so, and the Lord responded, and the Lord said, so there is a, there is a, a, uh, a dialogue between the Lord and Micah. Micaiah. Very interesting. Look at verse 20. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab? So God is already in His mind knowing that the mind of this man is really, really not possible. There's no way to change Ahab. Ahab has made up his choice. Ahab has done what he needed to do. Ahab killed Naboth. You could say he did instead of Jezebel. So there's nothing that can be said. What a sad state of mind when the Lord God Almighty gives up on you. What a sad state of mind when everything that you do stands in front of you and you totally deny, reject what the Lord has called you to do. Listen to this. Who shall persuade Ahab? Nobody can. He's, he's just impossible. That he may go up and fall at Ramon Gilead. That's God speaking. Who can convince him not to go? Because he's already made up his mind he's going to go. And he's going to fall there. And one said on this manner, and the other said in that manner, meaning that Ahab's death in battle had been decreed by the counsel of God. I don't want to be picky on Ahab. But if God has decreed your death because the way you deal with His kingdom, then there's nothing I can do for you. I don't know if any of you that are listening to me are in this state of mind, in this state of spirit. And it could be that some of you have been rejecting the Lord. God speaks to you. You don't pay attention. I've told you several times the same thing to this channel and you have not listened to me. You keep on resisting. You keep on laughing, ridiculing me as if I'm a crazy man. But I can tell you this. This message is for one of you that is going to die. That's serious. It's no joke. And so, in the quietness of heaven with the hosts of God standing at the left and right, and all the angels of the Lord, you know, Micah, uh, uh, Daniel 7.10 says, in the presence of God are myriads upon myriads of angels, meaning that in the presence of God at any moment, there's a hundred million angels at His disposal. All the time. And so in this, in this environment of holiness and righteousness, all angels and archangels and cherubims and seraphims in the throne of God and the hosts of heaven. That should indicate to you that Michael is the man. <laughs> you, know, you know, that you should now by now know that when the member Micaiah is said on chapter 22, you bow down and say, Praise the Lord. 
You got to see this. You got to put this on a table and analyze it very carefully. And suddenly, out of nowhere, came forth a spirit, an evil spirit. You know that Job was tested abundantly on chapter on Job chapter one. Spirit of darkness at times have access to the throne of God. And in this case, this evil spirit came and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Now that's a dialogue that, that is in the heavens between God and an evil spirit. You've got to pay attention to this, because if you already have quenched the Holy Spirit of God, if you already have laughed and ridiculed about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, if you ridiculed the ministry of the Apostle Paul, who wrote 14 epistles of the New Testament, you love Romans, but you don't accept 1 Corinthians 12. You are one of those that somehow want the way you want, anytime you want, desire anytime you want, because that's what's going to be. There's an evil spirit looking for you. And that evil spirit is going to give you what you need. Why? Because you have rejected, you have laughed, ridiculed the word of the Lord. Look at uh, look at verse twenty-two. I don't like to read verse twenty-two because verse twenty-two is just too much for me. But the Lord is speaking to a demon. He's saying to him, Wherewith? And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? Where? How are you going to do it? And he said, I'll go forth. And I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. I'll go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth. Now let's take a look at this verse one more time. I, I, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all, what is the word there? Look at 22. I don't want to say that word there next. But let's take a look. And he said, I will go forth. And I will be what? I'll be a lying spirit. Where? His who? He, who, yes! Ahab's 400 prophets from now are going to be tagged as prophets that have evil spirits in them. You know, it's kind of interesting, but in my ministry I had so many, so much persecution. Now remember, a man of God, a pastor here in the city of Athens, who, uh, came to me physically and removed me out of the room by pushing himself between me and the person I was talking to. He pushed me down and told the man, don't mess around with this guy. He, he is no good. How many times I've seen rejection, accusation. Oh my goodness gracious, I spent 40 years uh, receiving the left foot of fellowship. Uh, many people supported me. Many people blessed me. 
Many churches invited me. But the evil spirit in the mouth of those Methodist preachers seemed to hurt and accuse me of all kinds of things. And so verse uh, 22 <clears throat> it says, And he said, You shall persuade him. Now, who is he that said? Let's take a look at this. Can you get your Bible, Andy? Yeah. Who, who, and the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? How are you going to do it? And he said, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, who is he? God. That's right. That's right. right Verse 22, chapter 22. And he said, God said, You shall persuade him and prevail. Go forth and do so. Now, that's a powerful verse. Don't mess around with God Almighty. Do not think that you can control the environment when God already said, (coughs) Ahab is of no avail to me anymore. He does not in no shape or form. And God will send an evil spirit upon your life. And you begin to fall apart. The lying spirit would inspire these false prophets to prophesy evil that was desired. All of this reveals that God and His heavenly hosts, including demons, Amen, on certain occasions have conferences concerning the affairs of men on the earth. Oh, what a sad day when God has to send a demon to deal with me because I don't hear His voice. And what I'm trying to do with my life is to bring everything that is standing still and is not decided to come to be decided. I'm, a, I'm, I'm at a, a point in my life to where I want to know exactly what needs to be done in order to fulfill the will of God in my life. And I don't want no demon coming from hell and be blessed by God to deal with me. I don't want that. I want the Lord to convict me. And so Micaiah is the type of man that will not compromise. What a blessing. He does not compromise. Are you laughing at something? No, I'm just, um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something that happened to Julia. And it just, okay. Okay. The idea here is that God permitted such a deception to take place of the rejected truth. If men will not have the truth, they will automatically have a substitute for, for that will be more in harmony with their wicked ways and, and plans. In other words, you don't want to deal with Holy God Almighty. Deal with this demon. If you don't want to deal with the call of God upon your life, deal with this demon. If you are decided that you're going to do what you want in spite of the will of God in your life, then go ahead and take this demon with you because he's going to torment you. He's going to harass you. He's going to cause you pain, agony, discomfort all the days of your life. And you're going to die because nobody survives a life with a demon. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. I hope, God, that the person that I'm supposed to be speaking to right now is listening very carefully. 
I pray, Lord, that the person that is hearing me now will listen to me very carefully and will do according to the will of God. Be a Micaiah. Don't be an Ahab. Be a Micaiah. Don't be a Jehoshaphat. Be a Micaiah. Don't be a Hezekiah. Be a Micaiah and do not be Obadiah. Oh God, I just pray that your spirit, Lord, will convict those that have this morning decided to tune in to RBM and listen to the Word. And God, I thank you that my life is being guided, directed by you, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. In Jesus' name, amen. Shut up.